Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. We all have questions, and we all want answers. But when God asks a question, he's never looking for an answer. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland, and this is The Leader's Notebook. I'm so glad you've tuned in today to this podcast because today I'm continuing a series on questions that God asks in the Bible. We're going through several now in the Old Testament, then we'll come to several that Jesus asks in the New Testament. But these questions are never asked out of ignorance. They are asked in order to require an answer or require a response or at least a a thoughtful reconsideration or redirection from someone of whom God asked the question. So we've looked at several in the past. We talked about his demand of mankind in the book of Job, where he says, where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? In other words, It's kind of a way of saying, who do you think you are? You know, where were you when I was doing these majestic things? God's question, likewise, of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19, what are you doing here? Well, God isn't really coming in like a curious child and saying, hey, what's going on? He's he's challenging him at that moment to say, what what are you doing? What's your purpose? Why are you hiding in this cave? What's going on with you? But he's not asking because he doesn't know. Now, this one today is different. In Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8, we have what is called Isaiah's call report. Now, the call report of any prophet is what it sounds like. He is reporting on his call. And he begins, as you know, I'm sure you know the passage, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord seated upon a throne high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. So God appears to Isaiah, the priest, in the form of a king. He comforts him in the death of King Uzziah. He reminds him that the throne of Israel is empty The throne in heaven is occupied. Though his earthly king has died, his heavenly king hasn't gone anywhere. And then he hears the voice of these seraphic beings, these seraphim, holy, 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 reminding him an earthly king might get sick, might get leprosy as Uzziah did, might be corrupted, might fall to egotistical and arrogant sin as Uzziah did. But God Almighty is holy. And in that moment, then Isaiah is overwhelmed with a sense of his own personal inadequacy and his sin. And he he cries out, woe is me, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. In other words, I'm a sinful man, and I live in a sinful nation. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? And then this angel flies to him with a coal and touches his mouth and cleanses the uncleanness. It's a symbolic look at at sanctifying grace. He doesn't hurt Isaiah with the coal. He burns away his iniquity. 
as sanctifying grace never harms us, but it may be a a bit of a terrifying moment as the sanctifying fire of God gets closer and closer and burns away our iniquity. But it's at that moment that a remarkable thing happens. Isaiah's mouth is touched and his ears are opened because he says, then I also heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? It's a remarkable passage because it doesn't sound like God is asking the question of Isaiah himself. It sounds as though God is sort of maybe like in his office, if I could say it symbolically. He's in his office kind of asking himself or asking out into the air, uh, whom shall I send or who, who will go for us? It's not that God is weak or powerless or, or ignorant of whom he should send. He is letting, he's allowing Isaiah to overhear his thought process for the longing of a messenger. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? When we hear the voice of God, when we hear the mind of God, when we hear that question, who will speak for me in this generation? Who will represent me with this person on this block? or this group of people, or this city, when we hear that, it, it is a question which demands that we either figuratively clock in or clock out. And Isaiah clocks in. He says, here am I, send me. Now, in English, that sounds flat and almost demanding. One has the idea of the, the second-string quarterback pacing up and down on the sidelines, tugging at the coach's sleeve, send me in, send me in, send me in. But in Hebrew, it doesn't sound like that. It sounds more like, I'm standing here, look me over and see if I'll do. It's more of a a response to the question, more of a humble and modest response to the rumination of God. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah offers himself humbly. Here am I. Will I do Can you use me? Now here is the question for you. Have you heard the heart of God? Who will represent me in the town where you live, at the place where you work, with your next door neighbor? It's as though God is saying, I need someone to go next door and tell this family that lives next door to you, next door to your house, I need someone to go and tell them that Jesus is Lord. At least invite them to church. Share with them the love of God in some way. Meet them at a point of some kind of need. Who who will go? Who can do that? Uh, Certainly, he is not without resources, and God is not without other people he could send. He is allowing you to hear the question in order for you to be afforded the opportunity to say, Let me go, God. Give me permission so that God isn't begging you to go. He is allowing you to overhear the opportunity for evangelism. And your answer is, here am I, Lord. Look at me with all my weaknesses and failings and flaws. Here I'm standing before you. Is there any way I'll do? Send me. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, and I hope that when you overhear the voice of God saying, 
whom shall I send? That you are not slow to answer, but quick instead, humbly and filled with grace, to say, Lord, check me out. Can I go? Until we meet again, I'm Mark Rutland, and this has been The Leader's Notebook. You've been listening to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review today's podcast. You can follow Dr. Rutland on Twitter at Dr. Mark Rutland or visit his website, drmarkrutland.com. Join us next week for another episode of The Leader's Notebook.